Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. And the TUI's conference took place in Wexford at the Clayton White's Hotel. I went along there yesterday, and it was a very interesting session in play. The Minister for Education was there. So, too, was the keynote address from the President of the TUI. And here's a little snapshot of what happened. I spoke to both the Minister and the President straight after this. Delegates here today and yesterday have reflected on the announcement I made at the end of March for a reimagined senior cycle. The vision I outlined is based on three key objectives. To empower students to meet the challenges of the 21st century. To enrich the student experience and build on what's strong in the current system. And to embed well-being and reduce student stress levels. In every respect, the TUI's deeply held belief that teachers should not assess their own students for state certification purposes was upheld and indeed reinforced. It is as though calculated and accredited grades allowed us to open a door a crack to see a howling gale outside. That door needs to be slammed firmly shut, Minister. As the redevelopment of senior cycle takes shape, we must ensure that we support its realisation and support teachers and school leaders on this journey. The demand for a redeveloped senior cycle has been a growing demand in recent times from all sectors of society, including teaching unions. No, Minister. We urge you in the strongest terms. Direct your and your department's energies elsewhere. Do not ask us to co-design, co-construct, co-author, co-concoct, co-half-bake, that which is anathema to us and which will not work. Minister, it's been a very interesting series of uh, visits to you to the various conferences. How do you feel the reaction went to this one? Yeah, it's been um, a great opportunity. I think the virtual world has served as well. But, you know, last year I had to, uh, to do uh, teaching conferences um, online, um, whereas this year we have the opportunity to return to an in-person event. And I think it's synonymous with the, um, the two-week Easter holidays that there would be teacher conferences. So I'm um, very appreciative of having the opportunity to uh, attend in Killarney and in Cork and uh, indeed here in Wexford. There obviously is some unrest within the teaching profession in two key areas, pay is one in conditions and also the assessment. Um, what, do you, what is your response to what you heard there from the President, who was quite vociferous and got a lot of support in what he said there at, at, in his keynote address? Yeah, well, I, I think we're all very conscious across all of society in terms of um, the cost of living. Um, it's a significant issue, not just within the education sector, but as I say, across all of society. And government is very cognizant of that. You, lo- you will have seen that already more than €2 billion uh, euro has been made available for a whole suite of different measures, whether they're energy supports, whether it's a cut in uh, excise or um, um, other natures, whether it's to do with, uh, with say, public transport um, uh, reduction in cost or indeed school transport where we'll see a significant reduction for families going forward in September and indeed we've seen um Additions being provided in terms of um, fuel allowance, five euro in the budget, and we've seen an additional 125 euro, and then another additional 100 euro. So government is is very conscious that uh, a whole suite of measures are required to to support people. And uh, as I say, they've brought them in for different sectors, whether it's agriculture uh, or day to day cost of living. 
Equally so, uh, the Minister, Michael McGrath, has made it very clear in, in terms of the points that have been raised um, specifically here by the teaching unions that uh, he is happy to re-engage in terms of uh, building momentum. And I think it is very positive that those preliminary discussions have already begun. And um, I think it is uh, very proactive and um, will be very helpful that everybody has the opportunity to sit around the table once again uh, in terms of either extending um, uh, building momentum or putting a new measure in place. And uh, I think that 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 should happen in the shortest time. And when it comes to the assessment issue, which was it got quite volatile in there, even though I know you got heckled yesterday at the ASTI, they didn't heckle you, but they stood and they applauded the president quite loudly. What's your response to that? Because they're obviously not returning in this issue. Well, I, I suppose in the first instance, I'd have to acknowledge that you know change is never easy. I absolutely accept that, but there are key motivations for senior cycle reform and. In the first instance, it's to empower our students to meet the challenges of the 21st century, to uh, enrich their learning experience and most especially their skill sets and, and to embed well-being and to reduce stress at senior cycle. And to do that, um, we need to, to bring in uh, a senior cycle reform. And it's interesting, you know, uh, the calls for senior cycle reform have been ongoing for a long, long number of years now. Uh, the United Nations uh, Committee on the Rights of Children have called for it um, the Ombudsman for Children, uh, the Children's Alliance, uh, indeed the teaching unions themselves, for a reimagining of senior cycle to best serve the students. And when we look at international best practice, we see that, for example, the baccalaureate in France, 40% of it is teacher-assessed. We see 50% of it in New Zealand is is teacher-assessed. Indeed, in in Norway, it's almost entirely teacher-assessed. And we're very clear from learnings internationally as well, where, for example, we see in Scotland, um, Gordon Stobart has done an excellent um, analysis of, of, of Scotland, where they introduced a curriculum that um, was a curriculum for excellence, but it did, it did not uh, succeed as it should have because it didn't have an assessment model that actually matched the, 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 the syllabus. And it is important that all of our students and all of our young people gain two things. One, that they can compete internationally. We know that the world is a small world now, so our students in Wexford or in Dublin and Cork and Galway are competing with students in Paris and in Ottawa or wherever else. And so they must have that skill set. So we need an assessment model that will support that and equally so we know we are saying to our teachers that this is important it's for the benefit of our students but we are saying to them that you will be part of this process the 40% will be trialled if you like um, in our network schools teachers will be co-constructors of the new syllabus uh, or the subject specifications for each of the subjects and they will be trialled, adjusted and made better and equally so we are saying that this is a cooperative approach Uh, we have achieved great things in a spirit of cooperation but at the end of the day it is for the benefit of our students it is to ensure that our students um, are front and centre of all that we're achieving at Senior Cycle and that they can compete nationally and internationally I do believe we as a country are mindful of the wisdom of the Iranian-American novelist Dina Nayiri, who tells us that, and I quote, it is the obligation of every person born in a safer room to open the door when someone in danger knocks, unquote. Irish people, the length and breadth of this country are answering that call. Likewise, The Department of Education is working with all relevant authorities, education partners and school communities to ensure Ukrainian children of school-going age are provided with access to appropriate supports 
to allow them to continue their education in Ireland. You are in County Wexford, you're in Clayton White's Hotel, you're aware that Ross there has been a gateway for people fleeing from war-torn Ukraine. So to the education system and how it's impacting here in Wexford and the county, what do you say to the people of Wexford and particularly people within the teaching profession? Oh, well, I think it's been nothing short of phenomenal what has been achieved um, by Irish people, um, people here in Wexford, across the country, and indeed, uh, I think, school communities who have, um, in, in this instance, have opened their schools and um, welcomed uh, students coming from Ukraine. We currently have um, almost 2,000 students at primary level and 1,800 at uh, post-primary level. Um, We're very conscious in the department of the need to support and to resource that. Um, Already 260 primary schools have applied for additional teaching hours and uh, additional teaching posts and that has been granted. We have put in place uh, regional support teams um, to to benefit families who are seeking school places and we're also now uh, working with the Department of Further and Higher, where we will be putting in place a series of um, panels across each of the ETBs where we will have tutor hours available to tutor um, post-primary students and indeed adults in the English language, almost a a community family approach to it. So it has been an extraordinary response from the Irish people, um, but it is a well-deserved response to the people who are coming from Ukraine. They are coming in very difficult and very challenging circumstances and um, that's been well recognised by this country. Minister, at last year's Congress I was happy to acknowledge your public recognition of the no-precedent nature of the assessment arrangements forced upon us by the necessities of the pandemic. Extraordinary efforts by teachers enabled tens of thousands of young people to progress with their lives and to commence apprenticeships, employment and further and higher education. The view now that no-precedent necessity was in fact an opportunity for so-called learnings is a source of grave concern and smacks of opportunism. What was given in good faith for the good of our students, contrary to deeply held principles and with an acute sense of unease and disquiet, cannot now be exploited against both us and the reliability and trustworthiness of the system. President Martin, um, you outlined three areas. I've just heard from the Minister there. For me to analyse it, one of them obviously is paying conditions. The second one would be the reform of the Leaving Cert. And the third one then is the influx of people coming from war-torn Ukraine. So first of all, where do you stand now with uh, the paying condition situation? Well, our biggest issue is to finally end the scandal of pay discrimination, which has gone on since 2011. So under what's called sectoral bargaining in the the current uh, national pay agreement, we can divert what would have been a 1% pay increase from the 1st of February into paying instead for for making up for the the deficits, for the the elements of discrimination that are still there for our teachers in particular, who've been employed since 2013. We look to do the same thing in our other sectors, but it, it actually works. The sums work for teachers. We've already done two-thirds of it, which is the restoration of, of the um, what was called the HDIP allowance. It's now going to be the Postgraduate Masters in Education allowance. That's worth about €1,300 a year to our members. So that's going to now be restored in the very near future. Hopefully it'll be restored backdated to the 1st of February in the as I said, the very near future and we'll be able to move on then to the other outstanding elements and we want to get them dealt with as well. The call was made not to heckle the Minister. They didn't heckle but by goodness they made their protest clear with the, with the, with the, the silent protest and with the response that you got when you addressed these key issues. Um, when it comes to paying conditions, is it likely to lead to industrial action? Well, our, our hope is we have a a mechanism now in order to resolve the the pay discrimination so that that's where we want to take this we have 
uh, another outstanding issue which is that teachers with the level of qualification you now need to enter the profession they always entered at point three on the pay scale so we want to do that and the fund is is there to do that we're just we're encountering what we think is unreasonable obstacle uh, from the department of public expenditure and reform so that's why i, I made very clear to the minister we, we're seeking her assistance we want that dealt with because that will effectively end pay discrimination in second level it may be a silent protest but the placards were raised the banners were raised and the message was crystal clear what was that message that message was teachers do not want to carry out assessment of their own students for state certification the announcement by the minister went entirely against what was in the ncca report that she had for for nine months and we all awaited a decision from her and that decision unfortunately includes teacher assessment uh, of second components and additional components of assessment. That's something we cannot agree to. It undermines the relationship between teachers and their students and we just do not believe it can be as reliable as the, the tried and trusted, the state certified externally uh, assessed components that are working very well and that just need to be extended. We already have a workable model for allowing students to do something other than a written examination which still uh, gives them that opportunity to, to demonstrate their full range of, of abilities and achievements. Why that should be tampered with and why that precious relationship between teachers and the students should be destroyed. We can't understand. It's not something we're going to cooperate with and we made that very clear today. Piece of just broadcasting the program has indicated that she is determined to press on with this, albeit to communicate with you. But I I, I straight away the broadcasting head comes on and I detect impasse here. There is the potential for that. We had a dispute. I did point out to her that this this has unfortunate echoes of the junior cycle dispute uh, from several years ago. We don't want to end up there. We want a collegial approach. We want to to build something that will work, that will make things better for for our students, better for the, the assessment does give those additional components of assessment uh, the, the chance to, to help the students who maybe are less, uh, less able to demonstrate their, their full ability in a written examination. We want to do all of that. And we're, we're very happy with some of the other things in her plans, in, in, including the, uh, the provision of uh, transition year to all students, including the, the follow-on of Level 1 and Level uh, 2 uh, learning programmes for, for students who have special educational needs following on from the, the junior cycle. They're things we really are happy to see. But Unfortunately, it also includes this, uh, this yeah, uh, teacher-based assessment, which is something we've made clear for years is not something we're willing to do. No turning back? Well, look, we, we've made our position clear. We, we'll allow the Minister to reflect on that and we'll, we will engage. We're always uh, ready to engage and discuss, but it is an engagement and a discussion on the basis that that's something we won't be doing. And finally, you're in Wexford. How has Wexford treated you and your delegates? It's wonderful. We're here in White's Hotel. We've been very well received and very well looked after and it is a wonderful venue. It's a wonderful place to be in such great weather and it's, it's nice to be in the heart of a town as well. In some of our other venues we're, we're in the outskirts and here you can just walk out the door and find a and as I mentioned, thriving the minister, town. Uh, there, there's a, a large delegation, a large a number of people arriving from Ukraine into Ross there mm-hmm. and then onwards. Um, I, 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 I saw the committal that was given by your members to mind these people coming from this war. You want to look after them. They've had a traumatic time. Of course. Uh, this is uh, a, a tragedy a needless tragedy uh, resulting from just a bloody and a brutal assault on on the Ukrainian people. And I think Ireland has been generous, it's been honourable, and everything that can be done to, to allow those, uh, those unfortunate uh, uh, Ukrainians who must come here um, 
have the best life possible and that's going to include the education of their children and indeed education for, for adults because we, we operate in, in the further and higher education sectors as well. We in the TUI, we, we will engage and we will do all we can to help that uh, move along in the best way possible for those, those unfortunate Ukrainian people. Southeast Radio's Morning Mix. Chat, news and your views.